Stephen Kubaki disappeared for 15 months and reappeared with absolutely no recollection of what could have happened to him. During season two, we investigated a lot of possibilities, comparing similar cases and instances and even deep diving into government conspiracies. Well, this is it. This is the absolute last episode of season two and Steven's story. So I hope you guys are ready to really finally decide or decide for ourselves individually what happened to Steven Kubaki. Hey guys, welcome back to yet another episode of the Haunted Detective Podcast. We are so happy to have you guys here. I'm your favorite host, Kelsey Childs, but everyone calls me the paranormal Sherlock Holmes. When I hear one person call you that, I promise I will get that name tattooed on my body. But only when I hear it, like for the first time in person. So does this include if I paid someone off? No. Fuck. And with me is my lovely best friend and co-host, the Miss Pamela J. Hi, everyone. (laughs) (laughs) What was that? Hi, everyone. Hi. Welcome back to I and Carly. And with me is my wonderful best friend and co-host, the Miss Pamela J, who has spent the entire day thinking she's been on Disney Channel, but that's unrelated. Thanks for choosing Haunted Detective. Pamela, Pamela. Give me my wand so I can do the little ears and have a blast. All right. Are you ready to dive down the rabbit hole of Steven's case for the last time ever? I am so ready. Okay, good. Because I'm shoving you head first. Oh, all right then. Let's do it. Because today we're going over theories, as I said before, and we covered a lot in this season. And I know that We're still in the process of re-recording season two, so you haven't been here for all the episodes. So this is also going to be a really good recap for you to know exactly what we spoke about. And I'm pretending like you haven't read the doc because reading and hearing (laughs) me talk about it is completely, it's a different experience. Like you don't absorb it as much because I'm just amazing. Yeah, exactly. I just need to learn from Professor Kelsey. Professor, that makes me sound old. I'm not old enough. You can be like a 30-year-old professor. I'm 25. No, not that you are 30, but that professors can be young if they get their doctorate. You stupid. (laughs) Ready to be 30, okay? I I I'm never gonna be ready to be in my 30s, 40s, or like okay, let's move on. (laughs) Okay. So to kick off the last episode. I wanted to quickly recap what we spoke about in episode one. So first we went over just exactly what happened to Steven or what we know so far. So his abandoned ski gear was found by two snowmobilers and he had a trail of footprints that disappeared past the edge of the frozen lake. And so investigators sat there and they were like, oh, he must have drowned, even though the lake wasn't fully Like, it wasn't broken. It didn't have time to freeze over. There was no evidence that he fell in whatsoever. And so, Pamela, bringing in your expertise, right, of working with cold case teams and working with detectives, I know that we're going to touch upon this briefly in the re-recorded and remastered episode of season two, episode one. But I just kind of want to know your opinion on just kind of jumping to a conclusion like that and why they might have thought that he drowned and obviously he didn't because he reappeared Mm -hmm. totally healthy without any missing limbs or toes or fingers which hypothermia or frostbite would have done to you but yeah anyways what 
do you think might have caused them to jump to that conclusion? Well, I think that they were possibly confused. There wasn't much to go on, so maybe they were just trying to make sense of nothing. If there was just footprints leading up to the lake, I could see how an officer is just trying to use like context clues. Like his gear is here, the footprints stop at the lake. And even though there's those factors like the ice isn't broken or anything like that, I could see them just being like, well, maybe he drowned. Like maybe it wasn't like a lazy thing of like, oh, well, he drowned. Like that's it for me today. Maybe they just really didn't have an answer. So they were trying to go with the like the most logical explanation. But at that point, if you don't have any hard evidence that this is exactly what happened to them, then why say that that's their cause of death? Because they were incredibly wrong 15 months later. I think that that's a really fair conclusion to jump to. And it really does make me wonder because another thing that we went through in episode one is how many bizarre disappearances have happened in the area that is known as the Michigan Triangle. And for those of you who need a refresh, which honestly I do because I'm geographically challenged, (laughs) the Michigan Triangle covers a large portion of Lake Michigan and it has its points in Benton Harbor, Manitowoc, and Ludington. And people have seen UFOs, there have been mysterious disappearances, there's even a Stonehenge at the bottom of the lake, which is bizarre because the lake isn't man-made and it's been there for a really long fucking time. So how did that Stonehenge get there? I built it. (laughs) Sorry. Listen, I'm, I don't want to mysteriously disappear. (laughs) I want to be like Steven and I want to mysteriously reappear, you know? Yeah, I get that. Imagine just like swimming at the bottom, like you're scuba diving, looking for abandoned ships at the bottom of Lake Michigan. And I'm just there. No snorkel gear, nothing. I'm alive and I'm waving at you with this big smile on my face. Or, you know, you're, you're in this abandoned mine that hasn't, like you just opened the entrance and you had to blow through it or whatever. And there I am standing behind a boulder like, hey guys, what's up? Nice to see you. Hey guys, the water's fine over here. I would cry. I would actually cry. I'd run away. Actually, no, I would swim away terribly. I'm not good at swimming, but I would figure it out. That's for sure. But you know that fear where you're like in water and what is that thing? It's like you're scared of large things that are underwater. If you just end with, you know, that fear where you're in water, then yes, I do know. (laughs) The Great Lakes and the ocean, they're just giant bowls of murder soup at this point. Murder soup. Yeah, well, uh, (laughs) that's not on the menu for today. So so basically, with all of this stuff going on in the Michigan Triangle, I can understand that the police didn't want to sensationalize Stephen's disappearance, and Mm -hmm. they would rather jump to a conclusion instead of having conspiracy theorists come and say, oh, the Triangle got another one, and then suddenly they have all of this press, which would be perceived by a police department as bad press. Right. Because at, they're just trying to figure out the answers and give people and give people answers, give people an explanation. And sometimes it's really hard to do that. So especially if you're going to do something as conspiracy as UFO or stone 
Stonehenge underneath the, the Stonehenge water. is not a conspiracy. That is actually no, there. no, no, no. I meant like them thinking of well, this is exactly why he went missing, and like having people just blast this as if it were fact. That's yeah. the part that's the issue. That's well, an that's issue. that's like a big part of what you go through on your TikTok is how to not re-traumatize someone's family yeah. and. Steven's family was mourning. I, I feel like they would rather have the answer that he drowned as opposed to all of these. And I, I, I refrain from saying conspiracy theories because I do feel like that is a little mean because I believe them. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think know. There's, there's I think something- there are some that definitely have some weight to them. I'm not saying all conspiracy theories are bad. And theories are fun. Like, as as we all know, Here on Haunted Detective, we love theories. We like dissecting theories. But I think the problem is where people take the theories that aren't really supported by anything, but they're trying to pass it on as this is exactly what happened. This is factual. There's no other possible explanation. This is what happened. And then it's just kind of like, well, hey, guys, we don't know. So it's like, you know, finding that balance. Absolutely. And the thing that probably crossed police's mind, and I'm not saying that police are totally innocent across the world, across the country, whatever it might be, but I'm saying that in this case, there's there are so many factors, and I think that it's not the right call to jump to a conclusion, mm-hmm. but to keep conspiracy theories at bay yeah. helped to not traumatize his family and friends further. Absolutely. So here's the thing. We talked about so many just bizarre disappearances with the Michigan Triangle, mm-hmm. associated with the Michigan Triangle. And then during episode two, we talked about the Bennington Triangle and the Bridgewater Triangle, which are two of my favorite, I guess, paranormal, supernatural, conspiracy. Mm -hmm. Like, Sam and Dean Winchester, and I'm teasing the next season by saying their names. Yeah. Sam and Dean Winchester would love those triangles. Let's just say that. Absolutely. So here's the thing. We have the Bennington Triangle. We have the Bridgewater Triangle. We have the famous Bermuda Triangle. Mm -hmm. All of these areas have unexplained bizarre disappearances and I personally to like hop onto the first theory I think they're all connected because later on in the season we talked about ley lines and energy vortexes and the going theory is that the ley lines across the country or world are all connected and so what if these areas just fall into a specific spot on a ley line a vortex whatever it is but what if they're all connected? I would say that's a massive coincidence. I mean, it's interesting. I find it interesting. But I still find it a little hard to believe in ley lines. I, I do understand that. But also, just look at all of these triangles. I mean... I Why mean, are they all triangles? They're definitely scary, and I think triangle has has been uh, the scariest shape so far. Uh, but ley lines are, I guess it's. I find it fascinating because they are drawn between like historic 
structures and yeah. prehistoric sites and landmarks and all that jazz. So I think it's really fascinating because I'm also a severe history buff. So when history starts connecting dots like that, I can't help but like research into it and, and watch it. Well, so here's the thing. There are a lot of weird things. Yeah, <laughs> As per true. our podcast, there are a lot of weird things we can't explain. And I just, I don't know. I, there's just so much weirdness. But then going past, you know, episode two, one and episode five, where we talked about portals and vortexes and that whole hoo-ha, right? Mm -hmm. We have the missing 411, which... I've included in there the Yuba County Five, even though they were found, but they were found under bizarre, bizarre circumstances. But the missing 411, and it's it's jinky. It's still, it's a theory. It's a conspiracy in the terms of science and history mm -hmm. and yeah. topography, mapping things out. It, it's jinky. But there is an eerie similarity between the maps of the cave systems in America mm -hmm. and maps dotting out where people have disappeared. Oh, I definitely think that's creepy. That's creepy as hell. I think cave systems alone are creepy as hell. And I'm not saying it's paranormal. I'm not saying, I know in episode three, which is where we discuss the missing 411, we discuss the woman in white, which that ghost story and that urban legend or folktale, whatever you want to call it, has been explanation for people disappearing. Mm -hmm. Going back to Supernatural again. Yeah. Season one, episode one. The only thing about cave systems that scares me is not the paranormal aspect or a possibility of the paranormal aspect. It's the people. The people scare the shit out of me. People scare me too. So, Supernatural pilot, they had a woman in white Women in white are consistent with disappearances, but I'm going to say it right now. I don't think it's that. I had to include it because it's a theory because of the Yuba County Five kind of correlating with the missing 411, mm -hmm. but I do think there's something to the cave systems. Yeah. Because where Steven disappeared, I actually mapped it out. And again, I'm, I'm geographically challenged, so... I could be wrong, but there is a cave system right where Steven vanished. Huh. Well, that's definitely a little scary. Then we go back to the missing 411. One of the first cases we talked about in that was a little boy who disappeared. And when he was found, he explained that he was brought to this cave system by his grandmother, who was actually a robot, and there were other robots down there. And you might wonder, Kelsey, where are you going with this? This is ridiculous. Kelsey, where are you going with this? This is ridiculous. Wow. <laughs> Way to sound like you mean it. Where I'm going with it. Episode four, government testing. Because mm. we saw... That with the MK, well, we didn't see it. We weren't alive, but with all the not information, <laughs> we were not, fortunately. Actually, you never know. You never know what they're experimenting on nowadays. I don't want to know, but I also... Freedom of Information Act, who is she? I don't know her. Never heard of her. So here's the thing. During MK Ultra, they would like rent out islands and other like territories, I guess you could say, mm -hmm. so that they didn't get caught. What's to say 
fuck shit is it happening in the cave systems? Yeah, I mean, that's that's good. That's great. Uh, they definitely knew what they were doing because they were, like I said in that episode, they were moving locations. So y'all knew that you were doing something fucked and you decided to do it anyway, just in different spots. So again, Steven disappeared right in the perfect time frame of those government experiments before the Freedom of Information Act. So right. this is where I'm going to leave it with this, with my theory. I think he was victim of a government experiment. Really? Don't, you, you say that like I'm <laughs> psychotic. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm interested. What part of, what part of it do you think that he could have been Mick Ultra, like could have been Mick, a part of Did you of call it Mick Ultra? Mick Ultra is that? That's the beer, isn't it? It's MK Ultra. Mick Ultra. You you combined McDonald's with a government experiment. Well, it wouldn't be the first time they fucking made up a stupid ass name like Project Paperclip. So <laughs> oh, what? Really, Kelsey? What, oh, what? Really? No, I mean, tell me what your thought process is, and why do you believe that he could have been? a part of that okay okay keep an open mind which i know i ask you to do with the show 24 7 but mm-hmm. but here's the thing let's go back to that little boy right where that little boy went missing he was found and he said oh yeah my grandmother grandma she brought me to this cave system and she wanted me to poop on this thing and but but she was a robot and when I said no she got angry and steam started coming out of her head and there were other robots in the cave and they they were all dead they weren't moving and they were like dusty and covered in cobwebs what's the first thing that comes to your head when you hear that um it sounds like a movie so for me little kids when they experience very traumatic things they they like it leaves a blank in their brain and they fill in the blank with mm-hmm. something more fantastical, right? Uh-huh. So the haunting of Hill House actually portrayed this perfectly. There was a little girl who said there was a ghost in her basement and he was the smiley face man and she was terrified of him, but what was really happening was she was being sexually assaulted by her foster dad in the basement. She was looking up at the ceiling and seeing a smiley face. Oh. So to protect herself, her brain said, no, foster dad isn't doing anything bad. It's the smiley face man. Yeah. So what if this boy was taken to these caves, mm-hmm. but his grandmother wasn't a robot. He inserted his grandmother there. There were electronics and huge, like, not robots, but like what would look like robots to a little boy like computers and software machines and like all of this fantastical stuff. So instead of seeing bad men taking him to these caves, Stranger Things style, Mm -hmm. he saw his grandmother being a robot. I mean, that's not implausible. I, I I see your thought process on that. I don't think it was robots, but here's my thing Mm -hmm. is your brain protects you in so many different ways. Mm -hmm. But there are also so many different drugs that are out there that we don't even really know about. Yeah. Like the combination, the side effects, like what someone can do experimenting with your brain. Mm -hmm. So I feel like it's totally possible that something happened to Steven because, okay, even in the 1970s, 
If he was wandering around in a fugue state, someone would have noticed him. Someone would have pointed it out. And with how, I guess, for the time viral this case went, it was sensationalized. It was on national news. It was everywhere. It was like the Gabby Petito of the time, right? Everyone knew about it. Mm -hmm. Someone would have come forward and said, I saw him. Yeah, unless you weren't looking for him. Yes and no. I I just, it's weird to me that not one single person, like even living in Saugatuck and going to school there, you would think that when he went missing, someone would have been like, oh yeah, yeah, I saw him. He was walking through town all weird. Or I, I saw him on the trail. Like these trails aren't empty. They aren't deserted. Yeah, that's true. The where did he go part and the way that his backpack was filled with hitchhiking signs and town signs and maps. That's too perfect. It's too perfect. Yeah. I really think that a mixture of things possibly happened. So I I hear what you're saying, that it's multiple different things. That's why I think episode four and episode six, where we talked about the brain protecting itself, TBI, whatever that might be. Mm -hmm. But, like, was he in a disassociated fugue state? It's possible, but... Where did he go? So why that, didn't no one... Oh, no, go ahead. Sorry. No, like, why did no one notice him? Why did no one see him leave the trail or leave the town? Like, Saugatuck... Let me actually see. How many people live in Saugatuck? Literally a thousand people in Saugatuck, Michigan. Ooh. How did no one see him leave? How did no one see him on the trail or wander away? How is that possible Even with a disassociative fugue state, where was he all of that time? How did he get out of that goddamn town without no one, like not a single person noticing, unless he was taken out of that town, you know? Yeah, that's where I think about the mixture. Because, so let's say one theory is that he could have hit his head. Well, mild head injuries, they don't typically cause disassociative amnesia but what does cause dissociative amnesia is seeing something traumatic emotional shock trauma so the combination is if let's say let's say for theory's sake he was taken into a cave system right he saw something traumatic and then he either got out of the cave system or was dropped off at the cave, like out of the cave system, but he didn't remember what happened all those months. Yes. And then maybe he went, he ran the marathon because when he was found, his body, he was in like marathon clothing, right? And he had all these like things from different states and it is really perfect. It's really weird. It's very odd. So maybe he went through something and then just forgot. Even in the 1970s, there were photographers at marathons. Right. So you would think that police would go through the pictures of that marathon that he supposedly ran and would be able to find him. Yeah. Just a Uh, point. True, depending on where the marathon was held, maybe maybe there wasn't anything in the budget for photographers or maybe the local papers didn't have the resources. I don't know. Do we know where he ran the marathon? It was Wisconsin? 
So here's the thing. Like, one, two, three, theory. Disassociative Government experiments. Fuck! Well, you know. I was hoping I'd convince you. <laughs> Not that quickly. Okay. So another thing. So as, as you know, I had a post on mm-hmm. TikTok that went viral about Steven's case promoting this season. And a lot of people, as in like probably over 2,000, commented and were like, well, what if he disappeared on purpose? What if he committed a crime and vanished? Or what if he just wanted to escape from life, fake his death, and then he changed his mind? And I will say, for those of you holding your breath for that theory, it's not very possible because he did address that. He didn't want money. He didn't want fame. He refused to talk to the media. He, to this day, like, refuses to talk to the media. So it's not about that. Uh, Yeah. And also, let's just say that he refuses to talk to the media. He, we don't, we're not owed any explanation from him. No one is owed, hey, what happened to you? We deserve to know. No, we, we don't deserve to know. It's, it's his, his story. He did write a book on it. I don't think it's come out yet. Actually, the guy that wrote the book with him commented on my post and was like, hey, that's my friend. I wrote the book with him. I was like, oh, shit. Oh, my God. Wow. But I understand why he didn't talk to the press because he knew people were just going to be like, oh, he's doing it because he wants to be famous. Yeah, no, absolutely. But the other thing is, is so Stephen did address the claims that he did it on purpose. He wasn't married. He actually had a girlfriend in Europe. So if he wanted to or he described it as a lover in Europe. Mm -hmm. Uh, If he wanted to disappear to get away from a relationship, that would be so easy because she was in Europe, you know? Yeah, she's she's thousands of miles away. He didn't have to try super hard if that was was a reason, but it's not. He didn't have any financial struggles. He uh, basically was about to get his dad's house, which it's unclear if that was in Michigan or Boston because his dad lived in not Boston, in Massachusetts, in near Pittsfield, where he reappeared. So oh, okay. it's uh, it's probably not that he did it for financial or to, like, escape reasons, you know? Right. That's just not a logical explanation to this. So I'm just going to squash that theory because, for one, until we know for sure, to say someone did something on purpose that has probably— traumatize them for the rest of their lives is just mean. (laughs) It's rude. And we're not here to play judge and jury. We're not here to say, oh, Stephen lied. What a a man thing. Stephen. No, that's not our job. Leave Stephen alone. (laughs) Leave Stephen alone. Leave him alone, man. I don't know if you've seen pictures of him, but he's such a, he looks like he's so nice. He's a therapist in the Pacific Northwest now. And he looks so nice. He does look like a really happy guy. Truly. He looks like a really nice man. I'm going to stick with government experiment. I'm going to stick with dissociative amnesia. But Okay, go, go into that. Why? What do you think could have, like, triggered something like that? What do you think happened to him? Like, so, you're, you have the floor. Sorry, I interrupted <laughs> you when you had the floor. Anyways, go on. <laughs> Dissociative I'm amnesia. I'm so sorry. I interrupted you again. Dissociative amnesia. Anyway. <laughs> so listen. Sorry. What I think, as an opinion, as a theory, I don't think he hit his head. 
I don't think he was injured. However, I do think something happened to him because someone does not just forget 15 months of their life and then randomly appear again wearing completely different clothes. Their body is worn out as if they had run a marathon. A lot of things just don't make sense. His footprints leading up to the lake and there was no ice broken. I don't want to say that I really think that he was taken into cave systems, but the fact that he disappeared in a very cave system-y area, I'm not going to knock it off the table because it is a theory and it is an interesting one, but it also goes with dissociative amnesia because if he was down in those cave systems and something unfortunately terrible was happening to him, that would cause his body to develop or not his body, but his mind to have dissociative amnesia because he would be forgetting absolutely what happened to him. I do think it's possible. I mean, so the only way for him to not have footprints would be for him to walk backwards and perfectly indent his footprints because that's something the cops would have noticed if he tried to walk backwards and failed or whatever. Yeah, but also what if he did hit his head and he had TBI? Well, to... Go into like the more psychology side of things. Mm-hmm. One question that we got from listeners was, what about a manic episode? And my answer was, you get kind of derealized and you you get foggy memory from a manic episode, but you still very much remember it through the perspective of not inhabiting your own body. That's mm-hmm. kind of what mania feels like. Um, I have a lot of friends who have gone through it and just have kind of picked their brains on it, respectfully, of course. That I know that sounds kind of shitty, mm-hmm. but mania wouldn't cause memory loss to that extent. Yeah, It wouldn't cause you to just fully, completely black out. And then another thing that people were wondering and asking about was drugs. And I don't know about you, Pamela, but like, I don't know about any drug that would be accessible to someone that would make them forget for that long. Yeah, I I don't know anything about a drug that exists like that. Now, granted, that could exist, but I doubt a student in Michigan would have access to that type of drug if it does exist. I'm looking it up. Side <laughs> effects of memory loss. So the only thing is beta blockers can cause memory issues, but that goes back, that goes back to MK fucking ultra, Mick ultra, motherfucker, is they use beta blockers and dopamine inhibitors and drugs like that. But I wanted to point out. One very specific case in the missing 411, which is almost similar, but the person didn't turn up alive. Todd Gieb, he disappeared for 21 days and was found standing upright in a lake. But he had only been dead. Well, for one, how the fuck was he standing upright? For two, he had only been dead for like two days, 24 to 48 hours. So that leaves the rest of the time unaccounted for. So that's another case where we have missing time. And another case where the police were just like, oh, closing the fucking case. It wasn't anything to the point where they're like, 
various lawsuits going on with his family and the police department where they were like, it has been since 2005 since you've been unwilling to look at this case. So again, we have very similar circumstances. We have Todd Gee disappearing, missing time, turning up dead, which who knows if that was the intention for Steven. Right. And the police just open shutting the case. They said he drowned, even though there was no evidence of water in his lungs, and there was absolutely no evidence that he drowned at all, even. Wow. Hmm. The ME even came out and was like, I, I don't think he drowned. And they were like, no, no, he drowned. He drowned. He drowned. 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 And the ME was like, no, drowned. Motherfucker, he drowned. That's really weird. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's really weird, right? It's similar. So both of them disappeared in Michigan. Let's see how far he disappeared from Saugatuck. It's an hour. It's an hour? Yeah, so you have to go through the Grand Rapids and Holland to get to Salgatuck from Casanova, but that's really close. Yeah, that's really weird. Aha, is this my Gotham moment with you? No, no. You said that. No. You said that a little quick, Pamela. Not yet. Said that a little. Not quick. yet. You just have my brain moving around. I'm just thinking. You have one of those. Fuck you. I thought we shared the same brain cell at this point. We have one. We split it. I get mine on the weekends. Um, well, well, bitch, it's Wednesday. It's mine. Give it back. But no. <laughs> but I do think it's really weird that someone of similar age, this type of thing happened. Now, this also could be a seriously unfortunate coincidence. Don't say coincidence. It's a little bit of a coincidence. I don't believe in coincidences. I just, I don't believe in coincidences. I really, I really don't. I really, should I emphasize this point any further, Pamela? I believe in coincidences. I don't believe in coincidences. I don't believe in patterns. I I believe in patterns and I believe in coincidences, but Patterns mean that there is something going on, that there is a pattern. Hold on. Would you not call a coincidence a pattern? To an extent. I think coincidence is like a one or two time thing. And then pattern is like three and up. I don't believe you. I'm just saying. That's all I'm saying. I'm not lying. I'm I'm not lying. All I'm saying is that I think it's a coincidence. I don't. I, I uh, Well, I don't think it's a coincidence, but I also don't believe in coincidences. Um, we're going to duke this out, dude. Honestly, <laughs> this is like, this is what makes a paranormal believer and a skeptic. This is what separates us is a skeptic. And I'm, I'm calling it right now. This is the new definition. A skeptic believes in coincidences a paranormal believer doesn't Uh, you know what i'll give you that i think that's true i think that's true well i mean for instance so what you're gonna try and prove me wrong and you're not gonna (laughs) succeed all i'm saying is that let's let's flash back into episode six right we had 
the cases of um, Hannah up, Hannah Lars up, Matank, yeah, uh huh. Those two things happening were very similar, right? Hmm. Hmm. I wouldn't say they're similar. They're they're similar ish, but See, nothing but that ish. But nothing paranormal happened to them. There was okay. no. There was nothing weird. I mean, it was it's weird because the brain's weird and the brain does weird things and it does confusing things. But I think that it's just it coincides with each other. Like they both went through something that was similar in the sense of what their brain was doing. And, you know, Todd and Steven, they both went through something similar. I don't think it necessarily means that there's an outside evil, but I want to be proved proven wrong. Hmm. I do. Well, so I think that means that we need to deep dive into some pretty dark crazy things. Have we not? Is this not crazy for you? Oh, it's absolutely crazy. But maybe okay. some things that maybe aren't on Earth. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> what the fuck does that mean? Maybe something spiritual. Maybe something that can't be proven by science. I don't know. Like, I, I want to explore the unexplorable. Pamela, I have questions and but I have no answers. I'm not going to ask them <laughs> because I don't think there's a good way to ask them Which, without being like, what the fuck are you talking about? Listen, all I'm saying is I want to I wanna learn the weird stuff. I want to learn the stuff that's like ghosts, and I want to learn all about it. Doesn't mean I'm going to believe it, but I would like to be proven wrong. Is it bad that I just want to see like something paranormal happen? No. Like it's I just want I want to see it in person because I don't believe it and I want to because I think that'd be cool to be a believer. Okay, so here's the thing. If you're a believer, you get fired from this podcast. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> get the fuck out of here. She saw a ghost. Get her out. Should we should we tease the next season? Should we talk about it a little bit? Mm, maybe a little bit. I think you already kind of touched upon it because, you know, we talked about ghosts, we talked about folklore and all this stuff. Season one, season two, we had, you know, we had some themes, especially for season one. But I think moving forward, what we're going to have to do is focus topic by topic with an underlying case instead of just one case. Because if I really want to convince you and convince all my skeptics, which I know is not the full point of this podcast, but if we want to learn more, investigate more, deep dive more, I think we should focus on a topic. Hmm. I agree. As if it wasn't partly your idea. (laughs) (laughs) So here's the thing. That doesn't mean the format of the show is going to change. It doesn't mean that anything's going to change past what needs to be changed. As some of, you know, I guess if you're a, like, really passionate podcast listener and you go to your favorite podcast and you listen from the beginning up to episode, like, 10,332, right? Just throwing a random number out there. Damn. 
you'll notice that it takes a while for a podcast to find their voice. And we are still trying to find our voice. And part of that has been with help of feedback from you guys through the Discord, through TikTok, and even through reviews, even though some of them were kind of mean. That's okay. We're evolving and we're growing. We're growing with the need and the industry and what we actually want to do because this is our passion. This is this is what we always dreamed about doing is this podcast and bringing this information to you guys. So next season, it's going to be a little different and a little more, it's going to be broad, but more pigeonholed at the same time, I think is a good way to say it yeah. or a terrible way to say it. <laughs> it's, you're going to want to listen to it. You're going to like it, especially if you like Supernatural, especially Hellhounds and Crossroads and that sort of thing. We're just Supernatural. If you're a Supernatural fan, like Sam and Dean Winchester and Cass and Crowley and whatever the fuck else, because I love that show, you're going to like this next season. I'm excited for it. And as you guys know, before we release... Or some of you might not know this, actually, because I comment this and post this on my TikTok. But some of you might be totally unique listeners. We are going to start doing season specials. So we're going to be posting season specials in between each season to kind of break it up a little bit. And so before you get season three, you're going to get a season special. And this one is going to be about serial killers that have been let out of prison. Yikes. Anyways, I, I'm excited. I'm excited for you guys to experience this next, this what's coming up for The Haunted Detective. I am very excited. And when we say leave a good review, review the show, say something nice, share it with your friends, it's because that helps us keep doing it. Because having a podcast is expensive. It really is. <laughs> it's very expensive. I mean, just my microphone alone is like, more than I would make working retail, <laughs> which I might have to do again <laughs> because the economy sucks. Yeah, if you like that, it's fine. But also we like to know how we're doing and we like to hear your, your thoughts and we like to hear your opinions. And we also like to hear if you like the show, what you don't like about the show, what you I want, hate the show, I what hate you it. want to change about the show. <laughs> Hater Hank. Hater Hank. Hater Hank what I'm going to call people that are mean. Hater Hanks. Um, hater Hanks. Oh, I like that. But seriously. Don't be a hater Hank. Don't be a hater Hank. No one likes a hater Hank. Hashtag hater Hank. Hashtag hater Hank. But seriously, follow us on Instagram. Uh, follow us on TikTok. We really like to be friends with everybody and, you know, get to know everybody. And if you tag our show and post it on your story... We will repost it, even though that doesn't mean much yet. In the future, it might mean something. It might mean so much more. Anyways, thank you guys so much for listening to season two of the Haunted Detective podcast. We are going to, for good now, close the case file on Stephen Kubaki. Don't forget that we release episodes every single solitary Monday at 12 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Midnight! So don't miss out. Midnight! Midnight! Nothing nothing good happens after midnight other than the Haunted Detective podcast. That's the only thing that happens good. Happens good? That is the only thing that is good. That happens after midnight. Please don't do anything. See, the only thing that happens good 
It's, it's the, the only, only thing that happens good. You know what? It keeps the youth out of trouble because they're listening to our show instead of going out and doing drugs or whatever the kids these days do. Don't do drugs. Do podcasts. Listen to our podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, thank you guys so much for listening. We will see you back here same place, same time, or varying time, depending on where you are and why, when you're listening, next week. Love you. Bye. Signing off. Ha, ha, ha.